Hey Justin, what are we what are we talking about? The RPG. RPG. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, listen. Go ahead, uh, take it from there. What this you- month, enroll in any Maps bundle and you get the No BS six pack formula, absolutely for free. But the best one, the best bundle, is the RGB bundle. This is nine months of exercise programming. We're having lots of people go through it and lots of incredible success stories. This is nine months all planned out, different forms of adaptation, different types of exercises, all broken down into phases. It doesn't get more detailed. It doesn't get more informative. You're not going to learn anything more than you will with the RGB bundle. This is the one you need to get. Informative is the key word you just said. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to make sure that we brought this up again before this episode starts. Because in this episode, we do talk about that and, you know, really the evolution of maps is to, is to get everybody at one point mm-hmm. to go through all the programs so they learn they have all the tools. And so, like Sal said, even though all the bundles will include the six pack, the RGB is the nine months. You're going through all the different adaptations that we've designed for you guys. All you are doing is you are adding all these tools in your, in your back. So this is so this is going to set you up for the rest of your life when you, after you've gone through this program. You can find all these bundles, including the RGB, at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Why are you so stressed out today, Doug? Yeah. A lot All, going on right now. We got a lot of good news, Doug, though. Well, no, Doug, a lot of good news. In. Yeah, we're going to yell at some people today, and then we're going to sign but contracts Doug, with other people. Doug I mean, came in stressed out, and so Adam, he's like a fucking heat-seeking missile. Yeah, he, he senses sees that, it, and then he presses that and button. He, and he yeah. just pushes it, and he's like, Doug, hurry up. What's going on? You know, and poor Doug <laughs> running around here. Dude, come on. I came in with the good news the today. Dude, I'm although, I although, am the bearer of good news most of the time. Let's be honest. Tell us some good news, Doug, uh, I mean, Adam. And then, he, and then he decides not to, and he walks away. Well, the best thing is because so, so Doug was always known as the backpack of Mind Pump. Yeah. Because of what you said that one time, right? Like he's a little back. Oh, he fits right him. on you. Oh, man. Yeah. That's how he got that small. That's t- <laughs> nice and snug. <laughs> it makes it sound nice like I'm a little. But, just, but now we got. He's, we got, not, he's not that small. But when, not we, when we when we fly, when yeah. we go and travel, we do backpack. actually save money. on. He just sits on my lap when we do go and fly. So <laughs> yeah. he fits in the overhead compartment. You read him stories. Yeah. And then, but then we brought on Josh, who's uh, he's if, if Doug's a backpack, Josh is Doug's backpack. He's a fanny pack. He's a fanny pack, dude. Yeah, he's the addition to it. He holds all, you know, the credit cards. This is great He's yeah a, i know it's good i love somebody it. smaller little tiny camera we're gonna, we're gonna see how how fast josh actually listens to the podcast too because we're gonna talk shit about him here but we're yes. gonna tell him that we did no, that you so. don't even know Watch. this is a test what we're Watch gonna do he in. doesn't know this yet because right now he's on a trial period with us yeah we haven't even jumped him in yet we're gonna no. officially he's gonna show up we're gonna beat him up we're gonna officially hire yeah. him but after we officially uh, hire him what we're gonna do is he, we're gonna turn him into like the um justin what was the guy's name from uh uh fantasy factory oh yeah drama yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be our drama he's gonna be our drama can i can we do that though can we have uh can we like beat people up like gangs do to get them in i mean as <laughs> like long as you sign in. a consent form i right? mean he's i think we could probably just I say am willing. i don't think it's gonna take all of us josh is not a very big guy dude <laughs> he's, scra- he's scrappy he probably has ninja moves <laughs> he might be like doug remember doug's the one easily among the four of us that's yeah. the most once dangerous. he foams at the mouth dude, yeah run. he's easily the most don't dangerous forget that doug yeah. does have the chimp, <laughs> chimp strength adam, adam, sure. adam looked at i mean uh, doug looked at adam he's like don't forget that don't, don't you forget that <laughs> His eyebrow went all I, high. Eyeballing me and shit yeah. over there. I'll, I'll kill you. I will. Well, we're almost. My shank. We yeah. are almost uh, complete here. I hope. Hopefully, we're crossing our fingers that the the last bit of our foam comes in today. You think, huh, Doug? Hopefully. Well, if you base mm. if you base the speed at which our construction <laughs> people have been working, we yeah. should be finished sometime by twenty thirty five. There's a formula for that somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You'll see it. It's just going to be like because yeah. there's nothing more pleasing than coming in and working an entire day and not seeing a single fucking person doing anything. Anymore. Well, and this is working. how I think we've That's all very frustrating. We've all flashed at it one is. point and the, the way I take it deep. <laughs> we've, yeah. But mostly me and you. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like uh, the, what I cal- make sure they still get it done. What calms me down is that I have to remember that this is the drawback of being somebody like Sal or myself who just, we can't turn a screwdriver if our life depended on it. So we have to pay everybody at yelling at everybody. Well, yeah, you yeah. know what you, so what happens is we're, <laughs> true. we're, we're at yeah. the mercy. Like, like I have a stupid, I'm somewhere in the middle. I just need a TV hung up and I need some foam shit glued on a wall and my fucking ass just won't do that. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, so, and we don't want you to do that. Yeah. I don't if me do that. and Adam came in, could you imagine 
if me and Adam were the ones responsible for putting the shit up. Oh my god, disaster! <laughs> it would be horrible. Yeah. It'd be an absolute. I think we could if we tried, Adam. Mm. Yeah, we. Yeah, absolutely. Can I don't do want that. I don't Can we make a YouTube nail. video and just <laughs> where me and Adam I try to do? Hammer. Like, I just want to see you guys hammer a nail. That's all. I just <laughs> well, want to see. You, like, remember who our does old it studio? The what? Our old studio. Yeah. yeah, we had foam on those walls. Yep. Who put that up? I don't. Did Not I, Sal. No, what do you mean? I helped. That's Sal. I yes, you, I did. I thought it was you and Adam. Me and Sal. you, bitch. I, I, I did. I Me mean, and I, you both stapled it up. Yeah. Oh, did it you? Looked, it looked terrible. Wow. <laughs> wow. You guys can can handle a stapler. That's, Bro, we, that's impressive. We literally, so you're supposed to put the foam up, and what you're supposed to do is use uh-huh. glue and glue the back and then stick so it's real nice. Right, right, right. Me and Adam are like, let's just get this shit up. And we bought oh, we had wonky. A, we had a swing line stapler. There's a couple of them popping out. <laughs> we had a swing line stapler. We just stapled it like two ends and put it up. <laughs> Fuck it, it, man. It was for the sound, right? It's not for look. It worked. This one looks sexy. We made sure to pay somebody. Yes. Somebody that was smart. Even if it takes them 10 years. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know. It'll, it'll be done. It'll be done eventually. Fuck. Dude, you know what? what? They got to milk it a little bit. What? It's that motherfucking time. Hey, hold on a second. No. I I want to I want to get a pair of your um what are those pants called? Uh tights? compression pants. My tights. So, no, I had a question don't. to ask you. What size are you wearing? Is it do they come in like different like large extra large or is it more based on I believe so these are Under Armour or Nike's I don't know what I have on Under Armour or Nike's but one of them one of them goes like large medium small extra large size like normal sizes right. and then I think the other one does like waist size or something yeah thirty like twos or I think so what size are you are you thank extra you large for wearing shorts yeah. over those yeah yeah I would never do that That's, I don't I don't care how trendy and cool that becomes that it's never will never be cool but yeah, we I, don't want to see camel toe no. well I mean I've got a, I have a dick on me too like Mammal these guys toes. that get away with that stuff obviously don't have much of a package <laughs> yeah, a dick down there on because me. <laughs> a you dick got, on. you're wearing you're wearing don't, <laughs> don't mind if I say so yeah, myself yeah. I mean I got a, I got a dick like, on what me is that gross the back of my leg I don't know I don't know I don't know how those I don't know why those guys do that I mean they they you post, saw it. You saw the formation. They post on social media, like uh, showing off their legs and the tights after they're all pumped up and stuff. But I'm like, dude, you, you can't even see your package, bro. And you're wearing spandex. Yeah. That's not a fucking good thing. And you know, at all. and Adam's it's looking. Adam is that? really looking. He wants yeah. to see the pack, but he, he can't, is. He can't see it. One of my He's biggest like scientists. One of my big. Can I be honest with you? So I did judo oh, as a dick. kid. I was a grappler as a as a as a <laughs> kid. But I didn't do wrestling. Uh, and one of the main fears of mine was wearing the fucking singlet because you could see everything. With your dick out there, isn't that? Yeah. I mean, and you now have you been? You've never been on stage with the with the speedos, right? You did the physique thing, which was in boxer mm. short. Uh, the, the. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I could do the. I, I don't know. I guess I could. Because what if you get a boner? Yeah, that's everybody's fear, well, right? You get up there, you get excited. It's the same. Well, fear. you know, try, put it this way: I'm flexing. If you th- if you think in your mind, it's don't, happening. This is what happens to men. If you think in your mind, don't get a boner. You get one. You will. It's, your dick always goes the opposite. Does it, it's does like that golfing really, when you're trying to hit it over the water. You just hit it in the fucking water. Does yeah. that really happen to men or is that just 17-year-old boys? Uh, hmm. I don't typically have that problem where I just... You don't... You don't if you don't think right now, don't boners, get a boner. Yeah, if I go like, don't have a boner, don't have a boner, baseball, grandma, baseball, yeah. grandma. Like, I don't all of a sudden get a oh, hard oh, on out of nowhere like that's this. That's why the belt loop was invented. I'm getting turned on. Yeah. No, that doesn't happen. That said grandma. That doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> and, and normally, uh, situations where you have your doctor who's going to go do a check on you or you're going to get up on stage, I don't uh, I don't get, find that arousing at all. Really? Yeah, no. Not mm-hmm. me, at least. I don't know. You ever have a female doctor check your junk? Oh, yeah, sure. I've had female doctors. I don't think Prettyish? I, you know, I don't have. I've never had a hot doctor. Mm. I had. That has always been a fantasy. Of I mine, told you though. I took my pants off too early. I told you this, right? <laughs> oh, say yes. it again. Yeah, when I was getting <laughs> physical, your, your doctor's like, uh, no, yeah. we, no, you, it was you, a female doctor. Yeah, you, you, ear infection. Yeah, no, came, she's just like she's uh, came in for an ear here's infection. Here's what happened. Okay, so it's for, for football. Pedal, so yeah, I I go <laughs> into like we're getting a physical. Like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen in my head, right? And so I'm, I'm getting the physical, I'm getting ready. And then she's like, okay, I'll be right back. I'm getting my, my chart or whatever. And she's coming back in. I'm like, all right, cool. And I just started taking my pants off. Whip it out. Yeah. And I was like standing there butt naked and she just looked at me. She's like, oh my God. Um, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She got so like embarrassed that I was like, oh shit. You're like, you sure you don't want to see this doctor? But it's not embarrassing. Well, check it out. Is there something wrong with it? Have you guys had this? I shit. I've had this at least, at least a handful of times. Maybe not, maybe maybe not more than 10, but at least five times I know in my life I've had clients when i go to take their body fat tests where you ever had a woman who just like oh where they takes her shirt off like just right away like you gotta go do your no oh yeah i've had that i think only you (laughs) i turn around i think you're the only one i turn around to grab the calipers and she's standing there with just in her bra i had i (laughs) had this happened i had a necessary but that's gonna make this a lot easier actually we didn't need a shirt (laughs) so i had a trainer working for me brand new trainer years ago and do you guys remember the so now when you do body fat tests it's bicep tricep subscapula 
superiliac, which is by the, the hip. Used to be the inner thigh. Area, used to be right? it used to be the upper thigh. It used to be the upper pec or That's whatever. Right. It, and it was different for men and women, right? Mm-hmm. So I had this fucking kid working for me, and he was like 19 years old and brand new trainer. And I'm like, okay, you're gonna do body fat tests so you can talk to people about personal training. No problem. So I'm watching him test people, and he's doing the the men's body fat test on women, which means he's pinching their their boob. <laughs> so he's doing a boob test, and they're all coming out with high body fat. Yeah, well, right? yeah, no shit, right? Yeah. He's like, and he's like, Sal. Oh, so this that. is this is how I find out. He comes to me, small like, error, big error. He comes to me, and he's like, Sal. He goes, this says she's 32 percent body fat, but I don't think that's right. And I look at him I'm like, no, she's pretty fucking lean, bro. I'm like, yeah. let me watch you do she's the body got fat. Abs and fake tits. And he grabs the fuck. <laughs> he grabs the top of her boob, dude, and he's pinching it. Now at that moment, I don't want to say something. You don't, yeah, you don't want to fucking embarrass him. I don't want her yeah, to know that yeah. he's grabbing her boob and he shouldn't. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. And You're I looked like, oh. at the number. I just made some shit up. I'm like, it's oh, no. being professional, yeah. like very medical. I'm, I'm like, no, you added it wrong. Dude. She's, she's at 21% meat. and she leaves. And I'm like, bro, you just totally grabbed. Like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> You're not supposed to grab her boob. Do you remember? Uh, so how about this one? Like when you used to get measurements, right? Really? So I, re- I don't know how many times I had to go over this with trainers. And it doesn't matter. They still get, get caught up doing this shit. Where you go to do a, you go to measure their thighs, you know, mm. and then p- people just reach their hand through their crotch to do the. Oh my the, the, god! It's like, no, dude, you don't do that. You drop it down. You go from the side, and you. And There's you measure a proper up. way to do it. Yeah, exactly. they, they kneel down. Yeah. I, I don't know like, how many times I come around the corner to They're come see, their see one of my there. trainers who's like yeah. kneeling down in front of some lady's crotch, <laughs> and he's sticking her hand through through between her legs to get her. Like, tape you want me to like, go get you some forceps while you're at yeah, it? Yeah, like yeah. and you know <laughs> what. It's always the dude. The dude's always doing it with the hot client too. You know what I'm saying? No one's. Yeah. A, it's like a real, real big lady, or she's not good looking. Oh like that. my like, god! Hey, did you take her measurements? Like, oh, she didn't really want to take her measurements. We just did weight or like that. But oh, you better believe the fucking hot 25 year old was getting uh, all dude, of her measurements done. Uh, you just yeah. reminded for me. accurate results. Yeah, right. I totally I forgot about there. the story. You just totally brought back a memory. I was a trainer, brand new. I'm 18 years old. I had this young, extremely hot model that was my client. So she was probably 19 or 18, right around my age. She comes in to get a body fat test and she's wearing like a little sundress, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, back Mm -hmm. then, you would test the top of the thigh. So I'm like, okay, I guess we can kind of do this. It's easier now. You just have to pull the dress up a little bit. And she pulls it all the way up, dude. And she had no underwear on. I'm not making this up. Yes. I swear to God. Yes. And How I must many times have, have you whacked off to that? I must. I did, well, <laughs> here's the thing. I haven't, but I will now because I must have. I must yesterday? have buried that. I must have buried that somewhere in my mind. And I just remembered it because she pulled it all the way up. And I was scared. I'm an 18 year old kid. I'm like, oh, and I was so scared that all I did was test her body fat. So no, she's I naked. Thank Adam for bringing. I just tested her. Just, added you're it welcome. Up and, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. And you're welcome. she must have felt so dejected. That's she a must, great memory. I know. Yeah. Son of a bear, yep. you got one for you for later. Yep, yeah. yep. Spank bank. Quah, please <laughs> come save us. <laughs> Get us out of this shit. Today's quah is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Ty Leash. As a student studying dietetics, we are still taught the benefits and importance of carbohydrates. I used to be all for carbohydrates and thought they were essential for performance and recovery until I recently heard a guest speaker talk about how your generation is at its highest percentage in mental illnesses like depression, ADD, and ADHD, as well as obesity, and how it's well known that my generation, millennials, are in the worst health state in U.S. history. Anyway, my question is, how do you think people like myself and others in my generation can make an impact on the public's health? And do you think we're going to see any headlines about how our food consumption is related to the prevalence of mental disorders as well as physical health related problems? Oof. Wow. He wins for well, the that longest, was a short one. longest question yeah. ever right yeah. there. Yeah. It was not painful to listen to. No, it wasn't. So we're all out of time for the Q&A. Yeah. We'll yeah. catch yeah. you guys next yeah. week. We'll be answering this question <laughs> on the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoy this question. I mean, it's a great question. Because There's a lot, it's a lot of depth. I'll tell you why I like it because he or she, I'm not sure if it's a guy or girl. It's a guy. Is it a guy? He, oh, wait, he's on our forum, isn't he? Yes. Okay. He's asking, what can they do? Mm-hmm. Now, two things here. Number one, uh, it is true. Millennials, uh, I feel sorry for you. You are in 
one of the worst positions in of, of you know the past generations in terms of health uh, at record levels diagnosed with ADD, ADHD, depression at record levels diabetes at young ages record uh, levels of shit that didn't even exist 30 years just, ago dude. just a bunch of horrible things that are happening to you um health wise and so i feel for you i feel for you because uh you, you almost you, you you inherited this i mean you're at the tail end of horrible policies on nutrition you know when we were kids the food pyramid had been introduced not that long before us and so for us we were kind of in it but we weren't at the tail end of it now you've got you know, 80% uh, penetration of the food market with GMO uh, type foods, foods that were, were not tested uh, on things like the microbiome of the gut. And yet now it's an 80% of, you know, non-organic foods. You have uh, people, you know, it's hammered into our minds that fats are bad for us and that carbohydrates are fine and healthy. You've got all this bad information that's now, now you know, been promoted through two generations. And so you've got these kids being raised on this shit. On top of that, uh, they're also inactive uh, because of modern technology. And so it's like this perfect storm. But on the flip side, on the flip side, you are also the luckiest generation ever. And I'll tell you why. No generation has been as connected to each other as the generation now. You are connected to everything. You can communicate with humans, you can sp- uh, on a ridiculous level, you can spread ideas like never before. Anybody can post a YouTube video, and if it's good, it can go viral. And in order for that to happen, when I was a kid, you needed lots of money and you needed a major network mm-hmm. who was willing to promote that. So uh, disinformation is easier now to combat because there's no, there's so many less barriers. No, you don't have these, uh, these holders of information, these, you know, guardians of information anymore. It's accessible at your fingertips. So what the, one of the best things you could do mm-hmm. is research and spread and talk amongst yourselves through social media, through internet. Yes, lots of bad information gets out that way, but lots of good information gets yeah. out that way as well. And a lot of the stuff we're learning now is because of, uh, this connectivity through the internet. So my my advice to you is spread this information. Uh, uh, you know, convince other friends to do the same thing. You can go on forums now and read people's anecdotes. But instead of it being one anecdote like it used to be when we were you know growing up, where you heard from one person, you go on these forums and you hear all these people who who've solved some of their health problems through diet, and it becomes more science now because you're hearing it from so many people. I mean, when you look at the way. Um, Cannabis is being used to treat epilepsy, for example. That was entirely driven by, by the internet. You know, big pharma mm-hmm. now is interested in some of that stuff. If you look at the ketogenic diet and its popularity today, that's, you know, ketogenic diet's been around for a very, very long time, but it's because of the internet and because of, you know, these citizen scientists that have kind of promoted it. So that's the best thing you could fucking do, I would say. Well, you know, I, I had to comment though on you saying that they're, they're one of the, one of the luckiest. Uh, generations too because of the fact that we can connect so easily and i think that's kind of a double-edged sword or a catch-22 information is information is a tool it's like information overload yeah, well, well yeah right people. and and let's be honest the people that are are funding this stuff like i mean now like i mean look at the way it's getting with cookies on your computer and it's getting with you know commercials soon like and if people don't see this already the future of commercials are going to look like this when you watch uh, spike tv does it already you'll see this with everybody because everything will be streaming so uh, commercials will be obsolete. They already are pretty much obsolete because who the fuck watches TV? Which live is anymore? nice because now it's, it's at least targeted, right? Like if it's something I like, like it, I, that seems to show up Thank more you. often now. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I actually enjoy that aspect. Yeah. And that's how it's going to look. So you'll now, the way you'll be watching TV is you'll be streaming your show that you want to watch while you're watching your show. A banner will come up of the things that are the commercials now will look like that. There'll no longer be these three to five minute I'm not commercial getting a lot commercial. of Monistat 7 commercials anymore. <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. Well, here's the thing, you know, and my point of saying that is that that's still the... the not the, anymore. We're still in the same predicament that we were 10 years ago with the, the information that you still... Are, is still going to be dominated. As long as we have big government, as long as we still have big Herba, big Pharma, you know, these are the people that are funding and backing a lot of these promotions and commercials and advertising and marketing. Yeah, and but stuff. they see, so, here's the thing you got to consider. They always have. The difference now is now we have the accessibility to be able to spread information like they do. And here's the thing with any great power, there's dual, there's duality to it. Mm. Okay. Uh, nobody's going to argue that the discovery of fire wasn't one of the greatest achievements uh, of mankind. If we never discovered fire, we wouldn't even be here today. 
Fire can fucking burn you, and okay. it can be used a- in a very negative an, way. That's an excellent but, analogy, and, and that's and that's the same thing with information. With accessibility to information, our ability to communicate, you're going to get a lot of bullshit. We know this. Yeah. I go on the internet, and half the stuff you're going to read is full of shit too. But there's a lot of stuff that's not full of shit. Well, that's the scary part because, like, if you're solely relying on other people's information, I feel like you know you could get in a trap with with that generation being so reliant on other people's processes of how they collect this information. If they've been in the very field and uh, actually got their PhD and, you know, went through the grind of everything, you know, there was to get this type of information. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I don't know. I feel like this, this, this sort of cautionary warning out there. Well, I think that's a, that's a piece of advice for you. You have to really vet your sources. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now like anybody can get access to you. Anybody could say they're a PhD online. Anybody can, you know what I'm saying? Like you could have went to, you know, university of Phoenix for fucking 15 years and, and say you got all this education and schooling and then build this badass website that looks super professional and you've paid all the money for SEO and you're popping up all over the place. I mean, you really can create a celebrity status now and with virtual, with all the social media platforms stuff like that you could show your ass on fucking instagram enough times and you're gonna have enough likes and thousands of people listening <laughs> you can post some now good- you're a fitness professional exactly that's so that's to me it's like i don't know man i don't know how I much nice ass i don't know how much because oh, let, let's let's look at just our 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 world right let's just look at fitness and can you say 10 years ago we were in a worse place than where we are now yep. you think so 100 percent. i'll tell you why uh, fasting, ketogenic dieting, the questioning of frequent meals. All these things, protein e- questioning. All these things existed. 70, I mean, fasting's been around since the beginning of time. You're right, but today, today it's far more widespread and more and more okay, people so I'm ch- and understanding how to I'm gonna, apply it. I, exa- well, okay, I'm going to challenge you here. I'm going to challenge you here then because here's the thing with like fasting, okay, which we know is great. This is why we wrote a guide about it, but the people that, the first people that really made it popular were like the Hodge twins. There's so even even if you're a mind pump listener, you're still outnumbered by the Hodge twins who are teaching you a tool like fasting incorrectly. Sure. So you're getting you're still you're getting some of the information, but because it's it's mud it's muddy because of all the the where it's coming from mm-hmm. and the source that's giving it to mm-hmm. you. But because they've they've established themselves as a credible source because they're celebrities because they're a bunch of funny funny guys. So- so millions here, of people are following the, that protocol. Here's the conclusion to to your the train of thought that you have. The train of thought, and that's and by the way, Adam, you're, you're where you're going with your your train of thought is very common, and this is where it leads. It leads to centralized education. It leads to people designing. Okay, this is only if it comes from this source can it be trusted, and we know where that heads. Mm-hmm. We know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at look at who where did where did we learn nutrition? From schools, what kind of schools? Public schools, the same fucking uh, government that told us to eat a high carbohydrate diet that's predominantly grains is also going to teach children through schools. So when you start to, to, to say only from this source can it be trusted and we need to make sure everything is, is, uh, is accurate through our lens, mm-hmm. uh, are there negatives to that? There's definite negatives. Yeah. The potential for damage becomes much higher versus uh, giving people the freedom. Look, here's the bottom line. When people are given freedom, usually it's a better thing. And that's true for information as well. Does that mean that uh, it's perfect? Of course not. There's going to be bullshit that's going to be you know spread out there. Mm-hmm. There's going to be bullshit that you're going to read. But at the end of the day, there's you're going to get more positives as, as a result. And you're seeing more of these. T- Dr. Terry Wall said this, citizen scientists. Look, my story wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for uh, you know the, the current state of technology, I have zero formal education. All my uh, you know knowledge comes from my own searching, and it's not it wouldn't have been possible without this you know ease of accessibility on the internet. And I wouldn't even have been exposed to it mm-hmm. you know uh, prior. So uh, that's why I'm saying that we're also in a good position. And I yeah. think if you want to spread you know s- you know some of the science, some of these new studies, if you want to debunk a lot of these myths. Start by using your social media. Start with your circle. Start with your influence and watch it start to spread. You know, it's interesting when it comes to information, um, especially when it comes to the internet, there's something called critical mass. And you see this with anything that goes viral is it grows at a particular rate at a slow pace and then it reaches a particular breaking point and then it goes, it explodes and goes viral. And I think a lot of this movement, especially a lot of the stuff that we talk about, it's starting to reach that critical mass because guys, 
how many more fitness podcasters or fitness people are starting to kind of talk like us a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing bodybuilders now, big ass roided out fucking bodybuilders talk about intermittent fasting or utilizing some of these things or saying I'm having a low protein day. Like, are you kidding me? I I never heard that before. I think that this information is starting to, it's starting to turn to penetrate. See, you yeah. see, it is. you see that, and I see that. You see a lot of the other stuff too, which is gonna it's gonna happen too. Yeah, it's because yeah. then I then I see. I mean, because let's 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 use bodybuilding since you brought up bodybuilding, and I I think of like the time of Arnold lifting and the the types of lifts that they were doing and the way they were training, and then I look at uh, my peers now and the way that they train and the information that they're sharing with the people that are looking up to them that you know they've got fifty to a hundred thousand followers on social media because they're a pro and they've been on stage at the Olympia and stuff and so all these people are looking to them advice and the advice that they're giving them for training training protocol is fucking awful it's horrible yeah. and 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 then you see them then then I walk in this is what I see when I walk into my gym I walk in my gym and i see all these little mini versions of them rocking the same gear whatever Mm -hmm. gear they're sponsored by doing some sideways fucking chest press with a rubber band on them you wouldn't see that shit fucking 20 years ago dude it's why you would never but you know what you saw cigarettes still exist thank you right what'd you say cigarettes still exist yeah people smoke them i catch all the time i walk down the street i see people smoking cigarettes but it's a lot less but it is a lot less. It's a lot less. it is but but that's what you're saying there's always going to be that yeah there is and you know look is it really by the way what is it really cigarettes? Yeah. Oh, way less. Uh, uh, cigarette oh, yeah. use is way less now than that it could was. be marketed at us. Oh, America is a success story. It's not, when in, it comes it's to, not in Europe, though, right? No, Europe, but Europe's also declining in terms of its use. Uh, some of the highest places smokers in the world are now in, I think, Russia and China are some of the highest in some of the Asian countries. But uh, you know, in in regards to what you're talking about about you know sitting the bodybuilding in the 70s, here's what you found in the 70s with bodybuilding. You saw a small percentage of people that lifted weights, and most people didn't at so all. I knew you were going to go that direction. That, I mean, that's that's the argument. So there's there. negatives, that there's, but there's positives there, too. Yeah, what, I mean, women didn't lift weights at all back then. But you the, know what I'm the question is that is that going to be a compounding rate, and does it does it actually end up making it worse? Does, if I'm getting so like you're what you're saying, and I get the direction you're going, so you know, let's just say use hypothetical numbers that in the 70s, you know, one million people were heavy into health and fitness, and out of that one million people, you know, uh, half of them were were doing it pretty well, you know, kind of new program design. Sure. Right? Okay, we'll just say that for argument's sake. So that's a half a million people that have got their shit together. Well, now. It's fast forward 20, 30 years later. Now, because of technology, what you're saying, now we're reaching, now there's 10 million people that are in health and fitness. And that number 50, more than, I think more than 50% of them are fucking it up now because there's so much more information and so many uh, avenues that people can get this stuff that everyone's just sucking it I all see, up. And here's, here's the thing. I think what you're doing is you're judging it based on what you knew the actual bodybuilders were doing. Because, but the reality is the average person back then that was lifting weights, believe me, was mi- misinformed on an entirely different level. If you go in old bodybuilding, and I know because I used to buy old bodybuilding magazines, I used to collect them, and you look in the back at some of the products that they were selling and some of the shit that they were doing, it's actually worse. Some of the stuff was worse uh, than we have today. Fuck, they had a machine where you put the strap around your waist and it shook the fat off yeah. you. <laughs> that was in gyms. It shook the fuck out of you. So I remember the bowling ball shoots into his belly. It was like it was like one of those things that massage yeah. like bowling balls. You put it around your waist and it would shake. It was like on a, <laughs> yeah. it was a leather a leather belt that went around. It was on a big ass and it shook the fat off you. I mean, hilarious. That's gonna. I, mean, I think that's logical. It does look kind of like those power plates. So I'm not gonna lie. But it does kind of the same guns. I do think. I do think that there's always going to be that, that element you know there's always going to be that element of misinformation but look for every freaking uh, idiot on Instagram that's saying crazy shit you've got people like Dr. Spinet you know that's coming out you've got yeah. the sterets that are coming out yeah. you've got uh, other you know other we've got other podcasts that we're hearing you know like Ben Greenfield and some of their experts that are talking on on his podcast about health and fitness and of course mind pump and some of the stuff that we present so for all that shit now you're getting this counterbalance whereas before that's all you heard all you heard was the dude mm-hmm. you know that that could bench press 500 pounds and whatever he said was freaking you know was golden so i think the best thing you could do is continue Step out to, of common thought processes right yeah, Bro, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. 
especially today with the fact that uh, that you have access to all this information, the best thing you could possibly do is enter things with an open ma- mind and be okay yeah. with having your mind being changed. Reevaluate Don't, it. And, yes. Yeah, and be open to that. Well, because it's going to get changed. And yeah. if you stay so solid in your own fucking belief system, you stop growing and you stop learning. It'll either fortify something that you already knew or it's going to you know totally change your whole perspective. Here's what, I, here's what I always do. I like to go into forums um depend doesn't matter the subject i'm into economics i'm into politics i'm into fitness i will go into forums and purposely uh go into forums that are uh, against or anti the, the the things that i believe in so i'll go in and i'll read people's arguments for why you need to eat so much protein or why you need to eat mm. frequent meals and i'll go in there and i'll debate them and my hope is that they can sh- maybe teach me something mm-hmm. and many times they don't and sometimes they do sometimes i see stuff and i go okay that might That's make some sense, point. but yeah. you got to be open-minded enough to do that. And, and uh, unfortunately, what people shut themselves off is where they, they're so like stuck in their own. They get emotional about it. And they, what they do is they end up going in an echo chamber. So, you know, if I, if my belief system is this, well, the only people I'm going to talk to are people who believe what I believe in and I'm not talking to anybody else and you're doing yourself a disservice. Well, I think we've talked to off air before about the, the personal growth, uh, between all of us just, and I think that's a big part of the formula is we all are like that. And there's been plenty of times where there's been, a topic that we disagree on. And when both guys make his point, one guy, a lot of times goes like, okay, I see that now, you know, and because everyone's always open to that. I also think that this is, I mean, a lot of people don't realize either that, you know, people think of us just as a mind pump as this fitness podcast, but oh boy, this is just, yeah. uh, that's, we're a media company. Yeah. You had no idea what and, we got planned. And th- this is, we first had to do it first and show everybody. But I mean, I really hope that, you know, the, this generation you're talking about, can rely on a source like us to go ahead and do all the vetting for you. And we're the ones that will bring these guests on and, and show you people that, you know, mm-hmm. these are the people that should be on the forefront and should be teaching the next generation on how to eat and how to train because they, they didn't just get their degree, their PhD 30 years ago, and they're still spouting off the same bullshit they learned at some school 30 years ago. They're on what's, what's new, what's cutting out there, and they're doing their own science, yep. their own research. Yep. Let me, you know, here's an interesting uh, thought, uh, little thought game here. Imagine, because it was in the, I don't know, 70s, I think, where the, the government took a very vested interest in promoting a particular way of eating because of, you know, they were, they wanted people to be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's when you had the big push for, you know, food pyramid and don't eat that. And the Surgeon General says avoid saturated fat and all that stuff. Do you think today we'd be better off had government never even stepped in there and just oh, let God, people? Of course. Yeah, of course. Isn't that interesting? Because people would have talked and it would have been an anecdotal thing. Like, hey, man, when I eat all this, I feel this way. When I do this, I feel that The way. American diet has changed so much as a result of that and in the negative. And now we have this epidemic of disease. So it just, that's what I'm saying. That just goes to show you that, uh, it's better when this information is free and when you kind of start to learn it for yourself, um, and spread it yourself and not rely on Mm -hmm. this centralized form of, uh, you know, of, uh, of information. In his defense though, it it is, it is hard. It is challenging though, because man, I mean, you guys know, you guys know as professionals with all the experience, education, background that we have, how hard it can be sometimes to communicate this message to Mm -hmm. people. And that, and that's the part that I have to be ready for it a lot of times. Like you already have to kind of have that thought process brewing. God, what a strange, that's such a good point. You're right. You have, you have to already have, you have to be in that open mind, Mm -hmm. uh, open minded position first before you're ready to accept some of these things because so much of it goes against all these, these truths that we've been told. I had this conversation with my mom, uh, two nights ago. You know, my parents, look, they're my parents for fuck's sake. I've been in the industry for how long now? And so you would think that they would, change their eating habits as a result but of course not the clo- people closest to you are the hardest ones to yeah, convince of course Tell me about and it. it's been i've been hammering certain things over and over and over again for years 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 and to the point where they get irritated with me and my parents say okay stop talking about that you're pissing us off well finally finally you know i showed my i sent my mom a video uh it was the mind your mitochondria uh ted talk that dr terry walls did mm-hmm. and finally she's like oh wow wait a minute you know, let me, so you're saying I should avoid this and maybe I should eat more of that. And this makes some sense. And I know why she's more receptive now. It's because we have a family member with chronic, uh, Crohn's disease with, and, and, and he has seen success with changing his diet where drugs have completely failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's a little more open to it now. So you just got to be persistent, man. And eventually and I'm excited. I'm excited to see the future of fitness. 
because I can see that there's a sea of change that's kind of bubbling. Um, and I hope that we're a part of it or at least part okay, of the forefront. Man, hold, we know we are, bro. Yeah. We know. I'm trying to be humble. Yeah, you are trying to be humble. <laughs> I mean, what I we're knew that was hard for you. We knew we knew <laughs> it didn't feel natural. We, <laughs> really, we knew there's a huge need. Really for we, knew, we knew there's a huge need for this. I mean, how crazy is it too? uh, remember being trainers that that was like the aha moment for me was, you know, after 10 years, right after I'd been 10 years in the business and done tons of national certifications, been managing trainers for years, thought I'm smart as a fucking whip and just patterned her paradigm being shattered and shattered and shattered and being like, Jesus Christ, I've been, pre- you know how many people I've preached this to? Like, <laughs> you know how many lives I've fucked up? Like, are you kidding me? Like, and I consider myself as really intelligent and good at what I do. This is crazy to me. So to me, I was like, this, if I'm, if I'm in this industry and I'm reading and I'm the one who's preaching, I'm the one that people are looking to for answers and I'm giving bad information stuff because all the information that was being fed to me, mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit, is there a need right. for a, a platform or someone to just share the right information that is just unbiased and unguided from somebody else without anybody else's hands in the pockets, man. It's just like, it's almost impossible to find that. Mm-hmm. It is. So, I mean, that's really- If you look though now, you look, you can start to find- Get it easier. Get you, re- easier. you really got to though. You know, I but, mean, yeah. God, I mean, I mean, most people don't even, unless you're a podcast listener, most people don't even know podcasting. Until, until it comes into your like everyday form of media, like for one of my clients too, I've been telling her forever. And until she saw it in like Huffington post or like some kind of like, you know, New York times or whatever. It's like, fuck. Right. You know, I've been saying like, fa- I've been talking about fasting forever, but now it's like just dawning. It's, oh, this, yeah. it's this seed that's been mm-hmm. planted from somebody else. And it's like, ah, that's why it's going to take some work, man. It's not going to be just as simple as open your ears, share some information. You're going to have to do your homework. You're going to have to, you know, make sure that like you're getting, you're getting the right information. You're sharing the right information. And I mean, I, I obviously you're connected to us. So, you know, it's already pretty, it's pretty easy for you compared to it's the other sure, people. Sure, mind pump. Yeah. I mean, yeah. right. That's a, yes. that's the whole idea of what we're doing. You know, you should be able to rely on the people that we put out there. So, mm-hmm. and we have plans for, you know, our YouTube channel and other stuff that we're going to do. We're going to start to dive into the professionals that are out there giving information and talk, talk about it, man. Oh, they're not safe. Yep. We better run. I can't wait. Version 20.16 is asking what to do when you don't feel like working out. How do you push through it and make it happen? So suck it up. We did a recent episode where, That's where I normally Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we did a recent episode Get where active I active in other ways. I talked yeah. about the motivation to exercise and how I said, you know, there's there's two kind of ways you can look at your motivation for exercise. There's there's one way where you work out because you hate your body or you work out because you love your body and how they both will motivate you to exercise. One because you hate the way you look and the other one because you love your body and want to take care of it. But the end result ends up being becoming different. One fosters a negative relationship to exercise and food, uh, can cause you damage, uh, doesn't make you happy. The other, you, you nourish your body with exercise and diet. You feel good about yourself and you continuously progress and grow. And this question applies to that. When you're, when you don't feel like working out, you, you know, you got to figure out your motivation. Uh, a, uh, is it because maybe I do need a break? Maybe I need, instead of working out hard, maybe I need to do a little work in day. Maybe I need to stay at home and read. Maybe just, you know, be on my own. Maybe I need to hang out with some friends and foster relationships with them, with them. Or maybe I do, you know, I don't want to work. I don't have the motivation, but I know I need to. My body needs to move. Then you adjust the intensity. You go into the gym. You train with much less intensity. You focus on other aspects of your fitness and health, like stretching, mobility, uh, maybe movements you don't typically do. This is what I do. I rarely miss a day of exercise, but I di- my days of exercise definitely don't look like each other depending on my mood. If I go in and I feel like this morning, I went into the gym and I just felt like moving my whole body and I was kind of a little painful in my joints mm-hmm. from my previous workout. So I didn't do any bodybuilder style movements. All I, I went in there and I did a bunch of functional kettlebell kind of stuff and perfected mm-hmm. my form mm-hmm. and you know, practice on the skill of the exercise. And that was my workout for today. So, you know, you got to kind of look at it that way because that'll help determine whether or not you go to the gym or not. And if the answer is yes, I need to go to the gym, but I need to do something different. 
then go in and do something different. Yeah, that's great. I do very similar to that, especially on the skill side of it. Like I think for a lot of people like going into the gym and like, oh my God, I have to get this workout in. It's this whole elaborate thing that they've, you know, had planned out. It's going to take like an hour. It's going to be 45 minutes, whatever it is. But it's like very specific to where if I can now just pick one thing, even for me, if it's just getting back into squats or getting back into power cleans or something that's like very skill, you know, related. Uh, if I can just go and do my whole workout, just focus on that one thing. And that, that just relieves so much pressure on me. Mm-hmm. And it, and then it motivates me to go on and do it because it's, I enjoy that a lot, you know, and then I'm still moving and I'm still getting benefit. Uh, but you know, th- you just have to kind of, like you said, you got to refocus on something else and, and, you know, not make all your workouts look the same. I, I feel like it. I'm def I'm both of you guys for sure. Listen, I, I love that. It's so great. That it's like me and Justin had a baby. It is. Like, it is. Uh, and it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful yeah, and strong. Beautiful, hairy baby. I was the top. It's, yeah. Well, this is somewhat Italian, somewhat, you know, really this is white. how, this is what I feel is like the evolution of maps. And it's probably the hardest part. And I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think we have completely figured out how we're going to deliver this or be able to give this to people. And I think the best way is through this podcast and us sharing our own stories or how we do things, because this is very individual, right? Like, how do we, how do I judge? Like, you know, it's rough for you to get, well, why is it rough for you? Is it rough because Mm -hmm. you're depressed? Is it rough because you're tired? Is it rough because you're sore? Is it rough because you're inflamed? Mm -hmm. Is it rough because you're just mentally not there? You're you're stressed from like, so this is where like, so how I go in. So I have like these like series of things and Justin, Sal, both of them touched on things that I do where, um, okay. So like, if I go in and today I wake up today and we'll use today for an example because this is how I feel. I'm achy. I'm achy. I'm inflamed a little bit. I totally overtrained. Um, and technically today I should be back to working my squats out. I don't want to go to the gym. Uh, today will actually be a day where I'll go in there and I'll just do mobility work. I'll get on the, I'm going to go to the grass. That's why I have my, my tights on right now because I'll be on the grass and I'm going to be doing a bunch of mobility stretches and moves and just kind of open my hips up and get the blood flowing. Maybe walk on the treadmill. You know, say another day comes in and I'm just, man, I feel cloudy and I, I don't feel my, my mental clarity isn't there. And I just, I feel puffy or like I'm whole, retaining water or something. That might be the day that I decide I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go inside the sauna and I'm going to meditate for a while. That's going to be my workout for the day. I'm not going to press it. You know, then I have another day where, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm discouraged. I feel like uh, I've been, I've been focused on like maybe a weight loss goal and I'm not seeing major change in my weight loss. So I'm going to readjust my goal for the day. Justin touched on, I do this a lot. What he said, you know, you got movements like the deadlift, the squat, the overhead press, the bench press, those moves alone could become literally our work. Workouts mm-hmm. of just the priming of the body, getting the mechanics down, uh, get, and working on the, that skill because that skill is going to carry over into your programming and your workouts later in the future. And it doesn't need to be, you don't need to hammer the body. It, it, I'm going to go in and let's just say I just did this the other day. You know, my back had been really sore. I was, I was feeling down. I wasn't feeling great. Uh, my workout aside, I'm going to go in and I'm going to just deadlift and I'm going to work on uh, my pull off the ground and just my mechanics was staying retracted and explosiveness. I didn't go over 135 pounds. And for me, that's extremely light for deadlifts. It's like, that's barely warming up. So I, and I just, I played with it for like 45 hours, just 45 re- hours 40, 40, or 45 hours. minutes. Whoa. I play, I, I, <laughs> I like, just, yeah, I just worked on, I mean, on, that's a lot of reps probably. Yeah. <laughs> I worked on, uh, Shit. my, my deadlift and the speed and my, my negative, And I was just kind of toying with my stance and, you know, and I, and instead of like being hung up on, oh, I'm not losing the body fat that I want or hung up on, I don't feel really strong. None of that was a goal. None of that was a focus. My focus was on mechanics and perfecting a skill that I can still continue to get better at. And so it was a very rewarding workout. So were all those other ones mm-hmm. that I just named. So it's to me, it's about learning your body and learning, you know, what is it that why you're unmotivated? Why am I feeling down? Why what 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 is it related to? And then once you have that nailed. Then you learn the things that can you other things that you can focus on that will it, it well, help. That's a great point. I just want to. You gave me a great idea, dude. I think we should do a forty-five hour challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. We'll just blast it out there, have them compete. No, forty-five hours no. of uh, deadlifting. Yeah, right. Forty-five hours of deadlifting. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. like right before Christmas. CrossFit, I, eat your heart yeah, out. Yeah. I, here's it's the forty-five here's, hours of deadlifting. Boom, boom. Here's the thing. 
you know, there's this uh, bad message that's given out by the fitness industry where fitness is supposed to be grueling and tough and, you know, just power through it and don't be lazy and you don't want to do it, but I do it anyway. You just fucking go. And here's the thing. If you're planning on making fitness a lifelong uh, endeavor, which it should be, okay, fitness and nutrition and eating right, these are things that are supposed to be with you forever. They're supposed to be lifestyle changes. Don't forget about making fitness fun too. For fuck's sake, man, if you really don't feel like working out today because you're despising what you're going to do today or what's on your plan today and you're thinking to yourself like, I don't want to fucking do 30 minutes of cardio and then go lift heavy deadlifts today. I really don't want to fucking do that. I'm not in the mood for that. That doesn't sound fun. Go to the gym and have fun then. Go do something else. Go do something you enjoy. Oh, you don't want to go to the gym? Go outside. Oh, you don't want to go outside? Stay inside and do some yoga or something like that. Mm. Like My point is, there's something you could do that's going to make you feel better that's good for you. Go ahead and do that. And in the for the long run, believe it or not, in the long run, it's better for you to train that way. Well, let's be honest. This yep. And this is why I said this is really the evolution of MAPS. And I feel like even we haven't figured out exactly how to package this for people to really help people direct themselves through this. The idea, like... Anybody, if you're listening and you're, you've only gone through one maps or you had planned like, Oh, I'm not sure what one maps program is right for you. The idea is you go through all of them, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not just saying that for business reasons. You know, I'm saying that that's why we designed them. We designed them. So you get, you learn the importance of all of these tools and then you learn how to apply those tools. So we put them in a perfect order. So you get maximum results and there's, and there's a reason why we did that, but that doesn't mean, and this is why we've always encouraged this, especially if you're on our forum to think outside the box and to, to play with things and to be, you know, to try and learn your body and try different stuff and interchange things. And, you know, once you get all the maps under your belt, you have all these tools that you can start to utilize for this exact reason right here. When you don't feel great, when you don't, you know, you're on, maybe you're on maps, you know, maps black phase three, and you're just like, man, I'm fucking feeling like death. And you're like, but MAPS program says I'm supposed to do this. Well, no, I mean, then maybe you should work on your mobility that day. You know what? Mo- or maybe it'll be a trigger day now. Maybe now you're going to do a trigger day and you'll do a foundational day after that. I mean, we uh, we give the tools, we give the structure so you understand the importance of all that stuff. But this is the next level of, you know, really taking your health and fitness is mm-hmm. learning to look at them. And we talked about this with nutrition, right? Well, the, the same thing applies with you know, weight training and programming and how you feel from your program mm-hmm. is learning to read and connect these signs. I'm so glad you said that because we this needs to be said. Yeah. A program, okay, good programming, good exercise programming that is getting your body to adapt the right way where you're not hammering it and forcing it, but you're actually triggering it to adapt where your body wants to change, wants to get stronger, wants to be leaner. You will enjoy working out. That's the thing. I think a lot of times people hate working out because they've picked the hard way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, if there's like, I've, I used this analogy before. If I need to dig a hole and you give me a spoon, I could dig a big ass. I could dig a very big hole with that spoon. It's going to take me a long fucking time mm-hmm. and I'm going to fucking hate it. Or you could give me a freaking backhoe that I've never used before, but it's a lot of fun. And now I'm digging holes and I'm having a great time doing it. And I'm real efficient at what I'm doing. When you train properly with good exercise programming, You'll find that these days where you just don't feel like working out, they're going to become few and far between because the signals that you're reading from your body, the fact that you feel better, the fact that you're stronger, the fact that you can move better, you're going to connect to your workout and now it's going to be enjoyable. The same is true with diet. Intuitive fitness, intuitive nutrition. I mean, we're we're striving to get to that point. That's the pinnacle. We're giving you all the tools. That's the truth. All the tools that you need to be able to reach that point and it takes a while to get there. It's going to take you a long time. I mean, if you follow, if you enroll in our RGB bundle, uh, that's nine months of exercise programming. At the end of it, you're still not ready to to be able to be more intuitive with your training, but you're a lot further than you were before. Mm-hmm. And if you stick to it and do it long enough and really pay attention to your body and listen to some of the advice that we give you, you're going to reach that point. And you will reach, and reaching that point, I'm telling you right now, it's freedom. Is, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. When you get to that point, man, being fit and healthy, it's easy. It's second nature. It's yeah. like breathing. You know, and what an be. amazing place to be in. Well, it takes all the stress and the, the stress and pressure off of this. You know, it's just like the same thing goes with the nutrition. It's they, they literally are parallel, right? They, when you eat, when you learn to eat this way, it's not like this, oh my God, I got to count my macros or, oh, I'm going to get fat from this. You stop thinking of it that way because you've, you've gotten so good at connecting to how they all make you feel and your performance in the gym. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes with the, the weight training, the programming. You're, you're going to learn some things along the way. Like, I mean, I, I 
I shared this on a podcast just recently, right? Where we talked about, you know, I'm not in my best shape ever right now. Of course not. I've competed on stage before. It's going to hard. It's going to be hard to beat the best aesthetic shape I've ever been in my life all the time. But what I am in right now, I'm in the best shape I've ever been with the least amount of work. That's a huge win for me. And a lot of that is the, the growth process that I'm still having 15 years later, still training and still tweaking. Yeah, you're going to do his little micro tweaks now. Yes. And you don't and, have to do this big, huge dial tweak. And that, and like Justin said, we are in search of that. The, the pinnacle really is, is becoming intuitive of how you eat, intuitive how you train and learning that. But yes, it takes tracking at first yes it takes programming you gotta have the plan first you gotta go through that stuff get established and you gotta be you gotta you know it takes a little bit of humility because i don't know how hard it is for you know meathead buddies or mine or if you're if you're a a trainer already right now and you've heard a lot of the concepts we're talking but you haven't bit the bullet and and actually enrolled any of our programs because you feel like "Ah, i pretty much know what they're talking about and dude go through it go through the programming under and with all the knowledge that you have and then you feel it and notice it you're going to learn shit about your body i and i know i can say this confidently because i still am it's fucking 15 years of doing this we created the goddamn programs and i still learn something new about myself every time i pass through it because i'm constantly making modifications i'm constantly making tweaks i'm constantly getting better at picking up on all those signs you know and that's what it's all about watkins 23 what is the toughest part of growing the Mind Pump podcast into what it is today? Sal's ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a prima donna. Uh, it's big. Sometimes when we get on the podcast, Sal actually asked Justin and I if we could not talk yeah. for the whole episode. Listen, mm-hmm. you and guys. Like, Dude, that's, are you kidding me, bro? You want <laughs> to talk for I'm like, I want you to f- address me as Sir Sal. Yeah. But that's what <laughs> the fans want, so man. So fucking pretentious. <laughs> yeah. You know, the hardest part about growing the podcast, I think if you're going to start a podcast and you're trying to get it to grow... Easily, in my mind, the hardest part is just getting a foothold, is is cutting through all the noise and gaining an audience initially. Once you gain uh, somewhat of an audience and you're doing a good job and they become, you know, regular listeners, then they start doing the work for you in terms of, you know, growing it and promoting it. But I, I can, I mean, it's when we first started, uh, we, it's difficult, right? It's difficult just to get people to know who you are. Luckily for us, we kind of had this formula that worked out. One thing we had going for us was Adam had somewhat of a social media presence. It wasn't huge, but he had mm. about 20, maybe 20,000 followers at the time or 24,000 followers, something like that at the time on Instagram. Nothing huge, but it gave us some, a little bit of exposure. And then right out the gates, we did an episode titled um, Why Mind Pump Doesn't CrossFit. And we were really controversial on it. Uh, typical Mind Pump style. And people shared it because a lot of the stuff we said was either A, you know, pissing them off because they were big proponents of CrossFit or B, they loved hearing what we had to say and they agreed with it. Um, And it was entertaining because it was very controversial. And that gave us that initial Mm. kind of boost. But controversy definitely drove. But had we had we stayed there, it would have been very difficult. We we, we still wouldn't have gotten big. I think uh, making connections with people, uh, Mm -hmm. making relationships with people sharing, you know, getting on other podcasts or getting other people's social media. But it's uh, it's a constant thing. You constantly have to be thinking about mm-hmm. uh, about growth and exposure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to reach that point where we don't need to necessarily work for that anymore because it just, but well, we're still doing it. It's tough because I, I feel like you got to be very forward thinking. You got to think way into the future. And uh, I think that's the problem we've, and we talked about this before, and I talked to Adam about this, about us not really taking a moment to appreciate you know, milestones of like, okay, we hit this marker and, you know, let's, let's reflect on that. And then, you know, and then we go to the next because we're so driven by, you know, this, this thing, we just see so much, you know, so many places we can go and and it's just this insatiable urge to, to get the message out and and reach a, a larger audience. And so, uh, it, that's the tough part for me is to really like, it, you know, reflect on things that we've actually done really well, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it doesn't feel satisfying. No. And I think what you have to consider is if you're trying to get something to expand, uh, through social media, through podcasting, through whatever, one factor that has been guaranteed and proven to help in growth is passion. So uh, if you look at, you know, if you come out very passionate about a, a subject, 
that passion is going to translate to the listener, to the viewer, and they're either A, going to connect with it, or B, be repulsed by it. Either way, they're going to want to share it. Mm-hmm. And it's that passion that's got to come through. I don't, I don't think that's necessary, you know, because there's lots of really popular things that aren't necessarily passionate. But I notice that passion is a factor um, that tends to get things to grow rather rapidly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. uh, we're, you know, we got big mouths. Mind Pump's got big mouths. We, we don't really For censor sure. anything. We've gotten ourselves in trouble before. I'm pretty sure we'll get ourselves in trouble again. But that's been part of our formula is just to kind of speak our minds and, you know, it's who we are. So toughest part. Um, I would probably say the toughest part is the part that actually none of us know shit about, which is probably Doug's job. Mm. That's probably one of the hardest parts uh, and probably the most overlooked parts about Mind Pump success is uh, the luxury of having a producer. Um, you know, I, I know this, it would hundred percent wouldn't exist, uh, without Doug for sure. Cause, uh, I don't even know how to plug my headphones in. So, you know, to try and produce, he doesn't, sh- he's not lying. He has no idea <laughs> to produce, Same uh, he's retarded uh, yeah. <laughs> to produce a show. And, and <laughs> I, I didn't even know we haven't, it's been a while since we brought retarded. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. He yeah. just went right there. Uh, Sorry. Uh, so, uh, Adam's smart. Yeah, no, Doug, he's very smart. He's a smart guy. Doug, um, Doug and, and Doug has really changed even how I look and uh, appreciate sound and, and video and all that stuff. Like, you know, when, when we, when I first started, like just started listening to podcasts, um, you know, I listened to a few, like I listened to Lane Norton and Joe Rogan and fighter and the kid and some other ones. And, you know, I, people would turn me and say, Oh, check this one out. Check this one. And it wasn't until we started doing ours and Doug would talk so much about the sound and the, and the importance of all that. Like I realized like, wow, I find myself trailing off whenever I'm listening to a podcast, no matter how interesting it is and how mm-hmm. good of a podcast it is. If the sound quality isn't like immaculate, I my brain just naturally trails off unless I'm really, really dialed into it. And I think that's a, a big uh, piece that a magical piece that people don't realize is that, you know, to Doug does a, this job that makes it sound like we are in your car with you right now. Like to me, it just it it makes the podcast that much inter- more entertaining, and because you feel like you're really there and a part of it. Where some other podcasts, I just feel like it's some I can it's, I can tell some guy sitting in his fucking bedroom, you know, with a mic next to his computer, and he's dropping shit on his desk, and he's talking, and his his guest is in the same room, and she you can hear the echo off yeah. the wall and shit, and like. It just is, I, you know, unless they're talking about something I'm really, really interested in, I don't feel like I'm a part of the conversation. So podcasting, I think there's and there's an art to it. And I really feel like uh, Doug is, you know, still mastering it. But I think he's way ahead of uh, most people out there that are, are doing this. So I think that's a hard part that the three of us knuckleheads don't have to deal with. Um, my personal biggest challenge, uh, honestly, is probably um, the having four partners and different types of schedules. I've never, this is my first business I've ever started like this. I'm not organized and uh, like Sal and he's gotta just, he's got to bring me along. Yeah. And you know, time management is, is always been a challenge for me. And the way I've been successful in every uh, business or company that I've started is I just, outwork everybody and that's just all i know how to do i just know how to put my head down if i run into a wall i'll get back up and run into another one get back up again and you know we have we're trying to we have to create this schedule we have kids and families and we live in different parts of town and we're doing multiple things at once and Mm -hmm. everyone has different responsibilities and it has really challenged uh my organizational skills and I, and I, at night, sometimes I get really frustrated and at myself, not anybody else. It's because I, it's a part of me I know has always been a weakness. And you guys know, if you're a listener on this podcast, I preach a lot about not worrying about your weakness very much. And that's a problem. Here's the problem right here is because I've focused so much on what I am good at and trying to be great at it that, you know, the time management thing, I've always just, fuck, I'll just hire somebody to handle that bullshit for me. And that's been a challenge because I have, you know, we have, I have three other partners and we have to organize that and do that. So it's been probably one of the biggest struggles that I've had with is trying to be really good about executing, you know, when we're here, when we're doing this, we have to do that. And right. I believe that a lot of this will come as we evolve because we really are building a business that has never really been done before. Yeah. You know, there's, there's maybe one or two other companies that we think that are out there that are kind of no handbook for this. There isn't, there is no hand, but we are, re- we are literally paving the way 
for what we believe uh, to be a very big industry um, in the future with media. And, you know, we plan to be on the forefront of it. So a lot of this is uh, learned, which is also what's very exciting about it. I mean, mm -hmm. I fucking, I can't sleep at night because I'm so excited about all the things that we're doing and all the ideas that we have. So, uh, you know, and we had, you know, I remember when we first sat down and we talked about uh, doing this, we had a lot to say, you know what I mean? And we didn't, we weren't afraid to say it. And in fact, I believe there was a, there was a convert. Craig brought it up the other day. I think there was a whole conversation where me and Adam were talking about who's going to piss off more people and who's going to uh -huh. say the craziest thing. And not because we're trying to, but because, you know, we've got, you know, we got big mouths and we just, we just, you know, say it what we're going to inevitable. We just say what we're going to say. And I think, um, you know, going into this, I, I had no idea that it would, it would grow the, the way it did. But I knew I had something to say, and I was hoping that some people would listen. And if they didn't, fuck them. That was my attitude. Like, fuck you if you don't want to listen. But if you do, great. I got a lot of shit I got to get out of my mouth, and yeah. this is very therapeutic to me. And it still is to this day. It still is a very therapeutic thing. It's like my therapy. Oh, I think you guys are like my freaking therapist. <laughs> that's that's what makes us survive. I mean, that's You're definitely welcome. not the tough part of it. There's definitely a lot of things that have, have balanced us out that helps us power. What are our milestones? What what are the things we because okay, CrossFit oh. episode was our fist first. No, big I, I think just talking about more like business financial. I mean, for yeah. us for us to move into a studio the very first time when we left Doug's living Physical room. Physical growth. Yeah, when we sure. when we hit a, a million downloads when you yeah. know the the podcast was averaging you know over 10,000 downloads first major guests like, that you know, had yeah yeah humongous yeah but following. what are the i'm saying what are the things that exactly because yeah the, number one on itunes Cro crossfit episode was a big one that one gave us a boost i can think about you know when uh, i was on smart drug smarts or ben right. greenfield those two things gave us boost. well those are all but there were some other things too those are all happened. big boosts though i'm not i think i think we're he's talking more like it, miles milestones i think more things like that we have accomplished like oh, those okay. are those are boosts those are boosts those are those are spikes in the business oh, that see. we'll yeah. see for the rest of our, our career Just sitting right here where we are right now. Yeah, that's just it's a big thing. Let's be honest. We, yeah, it is. We're we, sitting in a big studio that we're we're building uh, for some it, big dreams. Justin and I, yesterday, our mouse have created this. That's pretty exciting. Justin and I were leaving yesterday and we were talking about this. And I said, dude, isn't it crazy that if you were to ask either one of us one year ago, if I were to tell you these guests would have been on your show. You would have been number one uh, in fitness podcasting. You'd be making this much revenue and programs and you would be in your studio that you're building literally from the ground up how you want it. And, and the way it is right now, would you, what would you say? Like how, if I asked you that question a year ago and we were like both like, Oh my God, I would have been like, fuck yeah, yeah. we made it. You know what I'm saying? We're, yeah, when we're we right now, like nobody even, and it's, it is an, it's an important thing that I think we all talk about. It's also why I think we're all into meditating and things like that is, and reflection is, you because, said masturbating wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are all, all into that. Sometimes, sometimes that happens. So yeah. So when we, when we meditate, we masturbate too. And that's something that, uh, yeah. I feel like has brought us all closer. It's a pre podcast. No, we do it to each other. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that that is something that it's important. I think that's important for everybody to take away from this is that it's important to be mindful. It's important to be mindful of, of, of the things that you do have and, and, and the successes that you have and to focus on those things and to not dwell on what you don't have yet. I think uh, a lot of people use that as drivers and motivators, but sometimes that, that leads you down a rabbit hole that you can never, you know, never find the end of that, you know, chasing that, that dream that just keeps getting stretched out in front of you. So it's important that you reflect. Mm -hmm. I also think that, you know, getting through tough parts like this, uh, is, does 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 he have a podcast? Is he on a forum, Watkins? I think he might be. He does. I don't think he has a podcast. podcast He's on a forum though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Ryan. Ryan's yeah. his first name. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you're trying to grow something and you and you want some advice, I mean, we're very busy, um, so not a guarantee that we'll get back to you. But we love helping people. Message us on Instagram or, or email us. Um, we're on the forum. These are great discussions or, on the forum. Or get these on are, our forum. These are very popular discussions that we have on yeah. the forum. It's I mean, a great well, I love fucking, I love helping people. You know, if there's something that I figured out, I'd love helping you out. And if I have any time, I'll, I'll do that. And I, I know these guys do the same yeah. thing. We've, so. we've also relied on a lot of other, we have a lot of people behind the scenes that nobody gets to hear about or see that has, and I, and I think that's a, an, a testament to, uh, to the men that are in this room because I feel like, we all have been very good people. We've done good by other people. And because of that, we've built very strong relationships. And, you know, it, it, it really your, your net worth is your net circle. And, you know, I've spent a, a good majority of my career in just business in general, not just fitness is, is building and forging relationships with other intelligent, successful, like-minded people. 
And, uh, and, you know, I'll tell you right now, and Katrina gives me, uh, teases me all the time. And she always thinks it's really neat because she's been with me for a long time. So she's seen these unfold, uh, before where she's like, man, I, I swear you've been watering that, that flower for two years. And to see it unfold is so amazing to watch behind. And what she was referring to was just, you know, something that I had told her that, Hey, this is a relationship that's important to me. I know I'm gonna have to go do this. I'm going to go do all these things like that. But, you know, I know somewhere down the road, this will, it'll pan out or work out, or we'll end up doing something together. And, you know, one of those that just came uh, for Trishan just recently. And I was telling her that, you know, I, I, I don't ever know when exactly it's going to happen. And I don't really focus and dwell on that. All I really focus on is, is building the relationships and caring about people. And I think if you genuinely do that, your circle continues to grow and grow and grow. And then eventually you become the guy who has a guy for everything. Yeah. You know, and I, and I pride myself on being one of those guys where, you know, just let me know, like you need this, you need that. I, if I can't do it or provide it for you, I've got a guy got or a, a girl guy. that can, that I trust that can do that. And that's, mm -hmm. That, that helps a lot when you're trying to grow something and build something. Very well said. Uh, I guess at the end of the day, just be a good person uh, and, and be good to other people. And uh, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you're going to get a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, do not forget to check us out on Instagram. You can find us at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. And Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.